0: This podcast is brought to you by Orthos Health, an industry-leading corporate wellness and condition management provider.
1: Well, hey there everyone. Today we have a very special episode because I have a guest speaker with me today. We have Dr. Anthony Hilger from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill talking to us about viruses, and this will be a two-part episode, so you guys enjoy. I'm really really excited about this episode. This is the thing that is on everybody's mind right now, which is viruses, specifically the coronavirus. And I wanna make sure that you guys have the best information that we have available at the time. We know that things are changing you know, by the moment. We can look at something on our phones and look up a report and then a couple hours later, the numbers have changed. So what I wanna do is I wanna bring you all Um, some information about viruses, what they are, how they're different from bacteria, how they work, what you can expect, and we are going to be talking specifically about the coronavirus and how it differs and is similar to just viruses in general. So I am not an expert on this subject. So I tried to think of who I knew who may have some expertise in this subject that I don't have, and so I'm excited to welcome today my guest on the show, Dr. Anthony Hilger. You can say hi, Hello. <laughs> and he's been at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. He started there back in 1980,
0: 1980,
1: and he retired in 2010. Ten. And while he was there, do you want to tell him for just a minute what you taught?
0: While I was there, I taught microbiology and immunology to medical medical technology students who were gonna be laboratory people.
1: Yeah, so this is something that you know a lot about. You know a lot about germs and that sort of thing. And the reason that he was my first choice to go to in a situation like this is because he is my father. So I grew up in a household that was always told, wash your hands. And what, I couldn't eat cereal. Remember, I couldn't eat cereal with one hand and pet the cat or the dog with the other hand. Absolutely not, <laughs> No,
0: nope, we didn't allow that. And
1: I thought that was kind of over the top at the time, but you know, this was your life. You spent your days looking at thing, germs and things under the microscope. So you you are, have always been my go-to guy to ask these kinds of questions. So thank you for taking your time and sharing with everybody listening what you know. and. In this situation there's some things you don't know because none of us do
0: a lot of things that people don't know yet
1: okay so let's just go ahead and get started let's just start at the beginning you know we all kind of think we know what a virus is and i talk about viruses and and know a little bit about them but i don't i realize that i don't really know too much about them so can you just give us an overview what's a virus
0: yes i can a virus is an is a uh, an infectious agent uh, that has to have a host to live, has to have a living cell. So uh, they enter a living cell and once they enter the cell they take over the machinery of the cell and convert the machinery of the cell from producing cell stuff, cell materials, to converting just virus particles. And as you can imagine, after a while the, the cell is full of virus particles and the cell hasn't maintained its own life, so it dies and releases those virus particles. The new viral particles look for new cells, or at least attach the new cells, enter them, and repeat the process. So you can get a, a reproduction in that way. The thing about it is that viruses are absolutely required to be in a cell before they're active. Generally, viruses are very specific uh, as to the host that they have they usually only attack one kind of animal and they very uh, and usually within that animal they only attack one kind of cell so we can uh, just as, as an example distemper in dogs is a virus infection dogs get it and it can kill them people cannot get distemper that virus cannot affect or attack humans Uh, On the other hand, just as another example, uh, hepatitis virus. Hepatitis virus is common in humans. It infects liver cells, but it doesn't affect other cells in the body, just liver cells. Mm -hmm. So there's specificity in these kinds of things.
1: So how would a virus be different from a bacteria, like a bacterial infection?
0: Well, that's a good question. Bacteria are cells. They're very small cells. And we could say, in a way, they're primitive. Uh, they are different than the cells in our body, but they are cells that can live by themselves. If you give them nutrients, they will grow and reproduce new bacteria. Uh, viruses, as I said before, require a host; they must live inside of a living cell. Another a difference between bacteria and viruses is is an important difference between their uh, susceptibility to drugs. Uh, bacteria, like antibiotics, like antibiotics okay. is what I mean. Bacteria, as living cells, have several different points where they can be attacked. You can attack their metabolism, you can attack their structure. Viruses don't have a living metabolism, and they're very difficult to uh, find antiviral agents that will stem or stop an infection.
1: So antibiotic is not going to help with a virus, but...
0: There are a few antiviral uh, agents, but uh, they're few and far between, and they are extremely specific for a particular virus.
1: Okay, but you said the antibiotics maybe in some cases could be helpful because the virus may lead to...
0: Yes, Uh, a lot of viral infections lead to what we would call secondary bacterial infections. Basically what happens is the virus infection weakens the immune system, weakens the patient entirely, and an opportunistic bacteria, a bacteria that comes along and says, hey, look, I can intact now because uh, this person is weakened in a weakened state. Hmm. An antibiotic would help take care of the bacterial infection but not the underlying viral infection.
1: Okay. So everybody is talking right now specifically about the coronavirus. So, I know that it does have a lot of, I mean, it's a virus, so obviously it has similarities to other viruses that we have seen in the past. So, you can maybe let us know a little bit about how it's the same as that so far, but there are obviously some differences because we've never had all of this (laughs) shutdown um, in our society before. So, can you tell us just a little bit about Corona, what it is, where it came from, that sort of thing?
0: Sure. Corona, the coronavirus, now called COVID 19, Uh, that we're worried about here is a new virus, Uh, one that is new for humans anyway. It might have been in animals for a while, but it is new for humans. Not very much is known about it, uh, but we're we're gaining information all the time. Apparently, uh, this virus started uh, or or, or jumped from animals to humans in China. Uh, Most people know that. Some people say uh, that it came from bats, and that's not entirely sure yet, but it, but it might well have come from bats to humans. The coronavirus, we can call it that, or COVID-19, the coronavirus is um, not, a, it's, it's a group of viruses, and this is a specific member of that group. Many members of the, of the, co, uh, the coronavirus uh, are uh, agents that cause the common cold. Uh, so there is a similarity between them and COVID-19 in that they are passed in much the same way, that they attack the same parts of the body to start with. The difference seems is- Is that
1: why people say like they just feel like flu-like symptoms? They like,
0: feel like they have okay. a cold or the, or the flu when they start because the virus attacks the membranes in the throat, the nose, and down into the trachea. Eventually, ending, ending up and getting into the lungs and in severe disease. Let's let's talk for a second of why why they, this group of viruses are called coronaviruses.
1: Yeah, what's that so, mean?
0: Yeah, they're nearly spherical viruses. Uh, and by the way, I should point out to you that viruses are extremely small. Hmm. Uh, we can look at bacteria on a and under a microscope at about a thousand magnifications, and we can see. A little rod or a little circle a little a little uh, sphere viruses are times smaller than that, uh, you know wow. a, a tenth a fiftieth a hundredth times smaller than that, and they do not show up on most microscopes. You wow. need an electron microscope to see them under an electron microscope or looking at them under an electron microscope at forty or fifty thousand times magnification. what mm. you can see. Is a spherical object that has little looks what looks like little spikes coming out all over the surface. These spikes are proteins that are necessary for the virus to attack and attach to the cell and penetrate into the cell that it infects. Now, the the reason they're called coronavirus is kind of interesting because if you look at them, it looks like there's a ring of spikes around this little of uh, this spherical uh virus and that looks like a crown so they're called crown viruses or coronaviruses
1: huh so for this coronavirus right now at this time there's not a vaccine i know people are working on it in different countries but can you explain to us should there be a vaccine for this how do vaccines work when it comes to viruses
0: a vaccine is a The vaccine is an analog or something that looks like the protein of of the virus that has been, that will elicit the immune system to produce antibodies and and some of the cells in the immune system to be sensitive to the virus itself. Usually this works by surface, so it looks for for proteins or, or other molecules on the surface of the virus and the uh, at the vaccine being being a something that elicits that kind of a response then there's a big response the immune system has yes the immune system then has these antibodies and uh, with a background of already knowing how to produce the antibody when it is challenged by a new virus so the virus gets into the body the antibodies are ready to be produced The production spikes very quickly, and that production of antibodies stops the virus immediately. Hmm. Now, that is the way a vaccine works. At present, there is no vaccine for COVID-19. Many laboratories, both commercial laboratories, uh, academic laboratories, hospital laboratories, are working on production of a vaccine that will work. The current uh, projection is that it would take about a year for us to get the the vaccine and test it in humans (sighs) enough so that we can know that it is safe and that it works to prevent infection.
1: Thank you guys for being with us here for part one where we talked about viruses and bacteria. And stick with us for the next episode, which is part two. We'll continue this interview and talk about some things that we can do to avoid coming in contact with this. Again, I'm hoping that this helps you to be healthier today than you were yesterday.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Orthos Health. For more information, visit orthoshealth.com.